Hey guys, welcome back to Making Room. Today is going to be a date day with just me and you. It's just going to be us hanging out today. And I am so ready and excited to share with you something that has been super transformational for me on my own journey towards community this past year. And that is the topic of blind group dates. And I don't mean romantic dates, I'm talking friend dates. But today I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit about how I made friends when we were new two years ago to the community that we are in right now. And looking back, after these past two years have passed, I am able to see just how successful it was and what worked and what didn't. Let's not wait any longer, guys. Let's get to the table. Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable, and sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. Okay, so I wanted to start off by telling a story. So um, we moved to Thailand. I know we talk a lot about it, guys, but it's um, a season of our life that was super transformational, especially in the way of community. And it's so funny. There was this one girl, and she's kind of stood out to me as someone that I thought I'd want to be friends with. And I was a little bit timid moving to this community, a little bit intimidated, I guess. And I was like, you know, I don't really want to reach out. I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to wait for people to reach out to me. And it never really happened. And it's so funny. Like, I could picture a few situations where um, I was in the same room as this girl. And just like her personality was super contagious. She seemed super genuine. And I just never said anything. And um, we actually, like, never really even had the opportunity to talk. And I remember, gosh, I ended up just feeling like so bad for myself. I was like, she wants to be friends with all these other girls, doesn't want to be friends with me. And if you're anything like me, it's super easy to make these stories in our head. And then it was time for my birthday. And the details around this are a little bit fuzzy to me, but um, my husband threw me a surprise party and he had remembered Um, I think this is how it goes. We're going to have to fact check with him, but something like this. (laughs) Um, He had remembered that I wanted to get to know this girl, invited her to my surprise party. I showed up, was super surprised by the whole thing, but especially that she was there. And we were talking later in the night and she was like, you know, I just told her how happy I was that she was there, how excited I was to get to know her. And she was like, yeah, like I always wanted to get to know you, but I kind of thought that you were like all set, that (laughs) you didn't need any friends. And I just remember in that moment how, oh my gosh, it stood out to me so clear. I was like, there were two storylines happening here. We both had a longing for community and friendship, but we both had believed something that wasn't true. Like in that relational dynamic, does that make sense? So like I had believed that she didn't want to be friends with me because she wasn't pursuing me. She had believed that I didn't really like need community. And I Can you imagine what that would have looked like if some kind of initiation didn't happen? Now, this girl, um, her name is Amanda. She is one of my dearest and best friends. I I wish that everybody could have an Amanda. (laughs) And my life, I'm going to get teary because she still lives in Thailand. We're an ocean away. But my life would be so different if her friendship 
didn't happen. So anyways, we are going to talk about how to blind friend date with this in mind because I think what happens is we are either you know, complacent in a community, we're new in a community, whatever that looks like. And we often sit back, wait for community to come to us. But in that, we start to believe these narratives that aren't true. So what I hope today's podcast does is rises up a group of people that are going to go first in community to kind of break through the lies that are happening, but also on the other side of that to really develop deep, 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 rich relationships that start with you. So we were new in this community two years ago. I already said that, (laughs) but um, I had started Gather at that point and we were doing like in-person workshops and then eventually virtual as well. And uh, we were in between like a few different communities moving back and forth to different houses. And the same kind of thing happened I started to notice a lot of Amandas, that's what I'll call them, a lot of people in community that I was kind of just naturally drawn to. Now, sounds kind of weird when we're talking about it this way, sounds like it almost could be like romantic, but I think that any kind of relationship, there's always an initial attraction. Now, typically in friendship, it's personality. Like, wow, I think that that person would be really fun to be with. I really respect the way that that person communicates. I think we share values. So many things that it could be. So from here, almost what I saw happening in my life was I was tempted to fall back in that position where I was like, I'm just going to wait for invitation, you know? Then quickly I snapped out of it and I was like, I am not going to do this again. (laughs) I am going to initiate before any of the lies set in and this is exactly what it looked like. So like I said, there were people from business, which felt really weird to me. I was like, these people are some of my customers that pay me for you know, shop items or products. I can't reach out to them. Or these are people from the gym that I work out to. We've never done anything except sweat next to each other. <laughs> I can't ask them to go out for a glass of wine. And so I wanted to nip all of that in the bud. And this is what I did. I Um, was friends with a lot of them on Instagram or on Facebook, and I started this group chat, okay? So these are people that did not know each other at all, except me, just a little bit. And I said, hey guys, I'm Katie. A lot of you know me. Some of you don't that well, (laughs) Um, but I'm wanting to start a girls' night. And I know that you guys don't know each other, but I thought that it would be a fun way for us to kind of like get out and meet new people. Okay, so let's focus really quick about that invitation. So I think a lot of us don't know how to um, like reach out or ask questions. And what I learned is that from that invitation, some people said no, and they said no pretty quick. And the likelihood is they already had, it it is maybe true that they already had a group of friends, or maybe they're dealing with a little bit of um, like fear of community and whatever the answer is, it's totally fine that they said no. But in that moment, so many people are just going to be blown away that they were even thought of by someone that they don't know very well. So in the invitation, it is awesome to just introduce yourself, for those people that might not know you, to address like, hey, this is kind of cool. None of us really know each other, but 
I'm acknowledging that. And I think that it could be a good opportunity for us to get to know each other. And here is my goal. My goal is to create an evening where we can make new friends. So a few little points there. Doesn't have to be overthought. And then in that, I wanted to create a setting where there was an opportunity for both like something fun, but then also something a little bit deeper if anyone really wanted to go there. So what I did was, um, I'm trying to think back, you know, we've done quite a few of these. The first one I think was a vineyard and um, we've done this a few times now, but I'd say, hey, let's go to this vineyard. This particular one is bring your own food so that everyone brings something to share We'll hang out there for a little bit, and then whoever wants to can come back to my house afterwards for a fire. Now, oh yeah, okay, I'm remembering. It definitely was a vineyard, because this is what it looked like. I was stuck in a little bit of traffic, and (laughs) not ideal at all, but me as the host got there late, like 15 minutes late. So what happened was, um, there were a lot of girls, I think like 15 girls, They all got there and they're like, hey, do you know Katie? Hey, do you know Katie? Hey, are you here for the blind date? (laughs) And they all started talking. And then I got there and it kind of all pulled together. Now, it was super, super sweet because there was one thing that everyone had in common. They all kind of knew me and they all didn't know each other. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh my gosh, that's a little bit cringy. But I promise you, it was probably the most fun that I had had, and maybe most of, you know, I think the other girls would say this, in a super long time, because it was super vulnerable, (laughs) but we were all in it together. So we all sat down, and all ordered wine, all took out our food, and it was so cool. We just started going around the table, how everyone knew me, which, whatever, it just was like a conversation point, and I am telling you, the conversation happened so naturally. Now, I would imagine that this is something that would happen for you too. That because that there is something, um, you know, wine kind of connected us. It was a little bit of the activity. We all lived in Connecticut. Um, conversation happens natural, but if it didn't, you could keep just going around the table and asking those kind of questions that start at the very beginning of relationship. Like, hey, what do you do for work? How long have you lived in Connecticut? And don't feel like you have to be super rigid about it either, because if a conversation kind of shoots off, go with it. People are so fun. There's always inevitably going to be a few extroverts in the group um, that will help lead the conversation and just enjoy the laughs and enjoy the, um, I'll even go as far to say as enjoy the awkwardness of it a little bit. It's <laughs> it's a fun dance and it's a um, kind of crash course, crash course to a blind date. So don't keep expectations too high and just enjoy the um, initial interaction. Okay. There's always going to be something to learn from it. Now that event was so fun with very little planning and just a little bit of um, like activity. Everyone was saying like, Hey, when's the next one? So we decided at that point to make this a monthly thing where the rule was it's open, open invitation, and anybody is invited. Now, before we jump to that, I want to talk about how we went back to my house afterwards. So let's talk about my house. My house is the smallest cottage, um, probably smaller than the homes that 90% of you live in. (laughs) It's about three rooms, and we live on a gorgeous property, but it is itty-bitty teeny-tiny. Um, We have not had the opportunity to fully furnish it or decorate it. (laughs) Guys, when we talk about like dreamed homes or ideal, 
this is not a place that I feel represents me well. Now, the reason that I'm saying that is not to complain. We're super thankful for it. But I am tempted almost daily to not open my doors because um, of like embarrassment almost. Because I know that the way we live is not the way that a majority of the people that we are surrounded by lives, okay? So I am constantly afraid of fear of judgment and all of those things with my space. And I want to share that with you because I know how real that is. However, I realized that if I wanted these relationships to go deep or to kind of go a little bit deeper, I had to not just focus on recreation, but I had to offer a little bit of space for vulnerability too. So for me, that was inviting people into my home, my space. So I did it. And there was not enough space in my house to kind of gather. So I set up a bonfire outside and that's what we did. The people that wanted to come back sat by the bonfire, and guys, stories were told, and life was shared, and again, it was one of those things that just kind of happened, and it does help if someone in the group is a question asker. You don't have to, though. Now, what happens is when you open your space, no matter what it looks like, is there is a connection point for people, so people could think, oh my gosh, her house isn't fully furnished, mine isn't either. Her house isn't perfect, mine isn't either. There is so much to say about good design, and I believe in it. I believe that good design is important for gatherings, Um, but I think it's just as important to open your doors when it's not perfect as this this connection point, especially for new relationships. You might have also seen our post recently where I showed a picture of our house in Thailand that was covered with security bars on the windows and lime green tile. And an air conditioning unit that spit out lizard tails because lizards lived in the air conditioner. And how by me opening up that room is how I found community in Thailand. And that room was filled like five nights a week with guests. Okay. Now, I say this and I could have a totally different podcast on this as well. um, Because so many of us are tempted to keep our doors closed. And opening them is exactly what people need. People need to be invited. People go out all the time. They need to know that they're wanted in your homes because that is your nest. That is your like your most precious and most vulnerable place. Um, and the place where the deepest sides of connection happen. So, okay, Katie, let's stop the rant. <laughs> if you are going to initiate this kind of um, kind of like blind group date, I do recommend that there is kind of like a twofold thing happening, a place for recreation and a place for deeper connection or vulnerability, whatever you want to call it. So for me, that was the vineyard. And then that was back at my house for the bonfire. Now, since then, um, what that has looked like is we did a fall wreath making um, like event with some of the girls and I bought all of the materials. Everyone chipped in. They showed up, picked what they wanted, and we all made wreaths. But then there was also opportunity at the second half of the night to not work on the activity and then just talk to each other. Okay. So I think what would be super uncomfortable if you were like, hey, let's just sit in a room and talk without any kind of activity. (laughs) Okay. So some kind of event um, to congregate around, to work around is very, very important. Now, we have been talking a lot on social media lately about follow-through. So some of you guys might have this first event and think, okay, that was awesome. Everyone leaves and goes home. And then you're like, oh man, I wish that we could keep going. 
my encouragement to you is that if you want to grow a relationship, any relationship, follow through is incredibly important. So for us, um, we haven't been able to do it every single month because of the holidays, but we have said every month we are going to try to do this. Now, I am kind of like the point person person initiator, so I start the group text. Maybe that's you. For us, it's on Instagram. Could be a text and or like a text group message. And just say like, hey guys, it's time for you know our group gathering this month. I'm thinking the first Saturday of the month. What do you guys think of wreath making who's in? Okay. Now, here is what happens as you move on with these events. Some people are going to drop off. Some people are going to think, hey, like, you know, I don't feel like I really shared values with this group. I don't really feel like I connected. Um, It is totally natural for people to drop off. Okay, so if that is happening for you, especially if like me, you started with like 15 people and a few people drop off, that is totally fine. I kind of have this like rule in my mind that I'll invite people three times and if they don't respond or don't initiate, I'll either ask them directly like, hey, would you like to be off this chat or I would trust that some of you guys have pretty good discernment where you could say like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just not going to um, extend the invitation. Now, what happens here is this core group of girls or guys or, you know, whatever group you're looking to gather is formed and it naturally kind of like ebbs and flows and we like dwindles down to this really sweet group. So um, that's happened about six different gatherings. I have this core group of, you know, maybe eight group girls, I'll say, and we all have really come to know each other through this gathering. And But our rule still is if we meet someone that needs a place, um, they could still be invited. So as we're meeting new girls at work in the gym and wherever else, um, we'll include them in and it's just kind of kind of growing from there. Now, obviously we get to hang out afterwards and that's kind of where the beauty and like richness of this is that in this group, the relationships are formed and then they kind of like take place and happen outside of it as well. And, um, we could have a conversation another day about what that looks like and maintaining and growing relationships. But I will say that follow through piece of being the one that says boldly as the organizer of the group, like, hey, I'm planning it this day, this month, who's in and doing that consistently is important. But with that, also follow through on things that you talked about at the event that night. So if you're wanting to think about it as like this blind date, guys, like a romantic blind date. If you were attracted to someone and they said like, hey, I have this big test coming up or I have this interview, if you wanted to pursue that relationship, you would follow up on that because you want to show the person that you care. So think about it the same way. After the gathering, if you connected, you know, particularly or specifically to like a few of the girls or guys, whatever, um, follow up with them. Hey, how'd that test go? Hey, how did this go? And it is going to show them kind of like my, um, you know, interaction with Amanda at my birthday party, that they are wanted, that you care, and that you're kind of interested in moving forward with more than just the first date. So like I said, this is a model that I have kind of like adapted and continued to grow. Um, My closest and best friends in this community have happened because of this group blind date. And 
I think of how the awkwardness of like I talked about in the beginning of, oh, all we do is sweat next to each other or um, all I've ever done is say hi to them. Those lies can set in and make us think that like we have to sit back and wait. But what happens is both of you are sitting back and waiting. One person has to go first. It is so true that everyone is waiting for an invitation and it takes someone to kind of break through the lies and the narratives of what are happening um, to get through to the to the good stuff. So if we're kind of summarizing, um, it starts with an attraction. Okay, it does. It starts with the people in your community. I don't really care where they're from. Um, it Even if you just pass them at the grocery store 15 times, chances are they want to get to know you too. So it starts with an invitation or with an attraction, and then it leads to an invitation of kind of pulling it all together. Like, um, like we talked about earlier, hey, um, I'm trying to get together a group of girls to make some new friends. None of us know each other. I'd love to make a space just for us all to like hang out and meet new people. Then it starts with, then it leads to an activity that combines kind of like recreation and vulnerability. So some kind of basic activity doesn't have to be something you're planning. You could even go to like a pottery thing or like a paint night or whatever. Um, and then some opportunity to get to know each other deeper after that. Then follow through. So ending kind of like with follow through. Um, uh, considering yourself the point person as someone that is going to do this monthly or quarterly and follow up with the girls um, or the guy. Sorry, I just keep saying girls because for me it was a group of girls. <laughs> um, following up with the people in the group to see how they're doing and to continue to water those relationships. So if you are someone today that is feeling like I am super hungry for community, I have been waiting for community for five years and it's not coming. I would implore you, I only use that word when I need some like strength in it. I would highly encourage you, I would implore you today to sit down, write a list of like 15 people, 20 people that you have just consistently seen in passing, that you've met with your kids at the park, that you've passed 100 times at church, whatever it is, and extend that invitation Now, what I would, oh gosh, I could talk about this forever, guys, and maybe you love it, but I'm going to wrap up. I would encourage you not to apologize. So I don't want you to say any of the, hey, I'm sorry, I know this is a little bit awkward, or oh, my house is really small, but you know, you guys can come here. I have found myself there, but by doing that, you are sabotaging, you are pre-sabotaging the event. Don't apologize. You are taking a courageous, incredible, brave step to move forward and to meet the needs that so many people have. They are going to be so blown away by the invitation and the opportunity to meet new people. They won't even notice the things that you're being insecure about. So do it in confidence. Um, Focus on attraction. Invite Organize an event with recreation and vulnerability and follow up. And I promise you that by initiating these blind dates, doing it a few times, you will, just like me, someone that was new to a community and hungry for community, will make friends. Okay, guys. Well, this was just a little hang with me today, but I hope that it was very encouraging, very practical, and something that you guys could put in place even today. Love you guys. Community is just an invitation away. 
Have you ever felt that if only I could get a home makeover, I would feel so much more comfortable in my space? Well, listen, I have felt that way too, and I might just have the answer for you. If you are from Connecticut, Coastal Concepts Connecticut would love to work with you. Everything from wood flooring to window treatments and everything in between, they are sure to bring you the upgrade and the beauty that you are looking for to transform your space. Their goal is to offer customers with the best products, unrivaled customer support, attention to detail, and all at the best price. Guys, it is all from the comfort of your own home. Listen, if you are interested in reaching out or even calling to ask them a few questions, make sure to let them know that you heard about them from Making Room Podcast by Gather Intentional Living. Do you want to learn more? You could find them at CoastalConceptsConnecticut.com or on Instagram at CoastalConceptsCT.